Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. This, the Ephesians prayer by the Apostle Paul has tremendously changed my life. And I would like to just share with you what I have uh, this evening. I, I just call it, we are in this thing yet together. You know, we are in this together with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His life is now my life. His life is your life. We are in it together. Hallelujah. Look at someone and say, we are in this thing here together. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I do not know for those who you've ever been in love. Wow. It's, 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 it's a great feeling. You know, and um, Ephesians is a book of love. It's a love story uh, that, that Paul, by the Spirit of God, is, is saying, is teaching the church in Ephesus. What transpired in John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, okay, on the cross, what we see outwardly is what we see in the Gospels, okay? Now, in, in Ephesians, Paul, by the Spirit of God, is showing unto you and I what God did in Jesus when he was on the cross. So, what took Jesus to the cross was the love that he had in his heart for you and me and the entire world. Hallelujah. That was intense love that we saw on the cross, I don't know if your boyfriend or girlfriend ever laid down his or her life for you, but this is what our Lord Jesus Christ did because he so loved us. Hallelujah. He went all the way to the cross for us. Hallelujah. He endured the cross. He shed his blood. All the nails and all of the piercings he took. Hallelujah. I'm talking about intense love. And Paul shows us what God. The scripture says that God was in Christ. What we saw on the cross, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So I want to just show you this. And as I said, just to see the love of God it, towards me, everything that he did, he did it for me on my behalf, on your behalf. So may God open your eyes as we go through the scripture that he will minister grace to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says that we, this prayer, it's a love message. God is not a man that he will lie. So some of the things that God speaks in the book of Ephesians about you and myself, you know, I don't know if you ever heard these terms, Six, nine, and two. <laughs> All right. If a young man is rapping to a girl, he is saying some things that actually is just coming out of his mouth. He, it, it's not that he doesn't mean it, but he's going overboard. You know, your eyes sparkle. You know, you, you, know, you, 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 you cause my head to just blow. All kind of nonsense, all right? <laughs> but actually, so some things God will speak about you does not look like it is true, but God is not a liar. Hallelujah. God is not like a man who will lie. 
God is going to say something and say, he calls those things that be not as though they were, were. All right? So we see in the crucifixion, God's intense love for mankind, for you, and for me. Hallelujah. This is what we see in the gospel stories in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see it outwardly, what God accomplished on our behalf, talking about his intense love. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 16 to 23 says, Since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. The Spirit of God here, like a lover, says, I've got you on my mind. Always. Can we say that together? I've got you on my mind always. That's why the Spirit of God said through Paul, I cease not to make every time I go in prayer, you are on my mind. Hallelujah. I want you to know this afternoon that God is always thinking about you. Hallelujah. Someone who cannot get you out of their mind really, 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 really loves you. Oh, man. I don't know. You guys got cell phones. We had the card phones. Some of us only had, Bishop said you only had a letter. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I remember my wife and myself were set apart for a while before we got married. She st- one letter came from Guinea or wherever she was. That letter, I put it on my wall. When I'm going back to bed every night, I'm looking at it. And I'm, and I'm all right, hallelujah. I mean, I couldn't just get this girl off my mind. I'm saying God cannot get you off his mind. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 7, verse 25. Hebrews verse 7, chapter 7, verse 25. It says, he is able. Speaking about Jesus, he is able to save them to the uttermost. Jesus, hallelujah, is able. He has not given up on you. I don't care what you are going through. The scripture says he will save you to the uttermost, those who come to God by him. Seeing he ever lives to make intercession, he is praying for you. And just because you are going through something difficult does not mean that God has forgotten about you. Unceasing prayers now is being offered on your behalf. I want to believe that even when you make a mistake, God by angels, whatever, they, 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 it's like rerouting, rerouting the plan. Okay, let's go again and go after him and go after her. God reroutes until you are saved to the uttermost. Hallelujah. Psalm 115. I'm saying God has you on his mind. All of the time. Psalm 115 verse 12 to 15. The scripture says, The Lord has been mindful of us. Can we read that together? The Lord has been. God's mind is full of you. You see that? God has been mindful of us. To do what? To bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. And what else? He will bless those that fear the Lord, both small 
and great. The Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. The Lord has you on his mind to bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To cause to increase you. Not only you. He said you and your children. Hallelujah. The Lord has you on his mind even in COVID season. Hallelujah. To bless you. You say, but you don't know my life, Pastor Peabody. You don't know the things I have. The Bible said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So forget about sin. What Jesus came to do, came to eradicate sin to get to, to you. Hallelujah. To move mountains. That prince, that, that prince who moved all of the thorny bush. And that just a, the story. To get to the sleeping princess. You know, Jesus went through hell and hot water just to get inside of you. No sin was too great for Jesus. Blood cannot cleanse. He did everything on the cross in order to inhabit you. He has you on his mind. Hallelujah. Tell another person, God has you on his mind. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul, by the spirit of God, continues this prayer for the believer. Hallelujah. In verse 17 of Ephesians, he says that his prayer is spirit given. All right. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory. Hallelujah. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may he give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Verse 17 of Ephesians 1. Yes. That the God of our Lord Jesus, that's a prayer. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. You are the Father of glory. Thank you for giving me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let me, let me just tell you this. Jesus said in John 7, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and do what? Let him come unto me and do what? And that, and that lady at the well, he told her about drinking. There's a, there's a comparison Jesus makes with drinking and believing. Okay? So spiritually, the, the, the Holy Ghost is liquid God. Oh, glory. And we, we should believe or drink. And you should drink great gulps. And the thing about drinking, it never stops. Since you were petite, since you were an infant, you be drinking. All right? And when you drink, you lick. Is that true? All right? When you drink, it gets out. When you drink, it comes out through sweat, through other means. Okay? So you need to drink once again. You need to continuously drink. 
Hallelujah. You need to continuously receive and believe God. God is so immense. God is so powerful. You cannot believe everything and see everything. But just like Paul said, that I may know him. He's too great. Hallelujah. So if you are here, you baptize in the Holy Ghost, and you think, you know, you, 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 you have arrived. Uh, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. Paul says in a place that we should be filled and continuously filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. So it's not one, one time experience. It's a continuous experience. Are you here with me? So he says there, and this is your prayer as a believer. God, of my Father, Lord Jesus Christ, this Father of glory, thank you for giving unto me in increasing measures, hallelujah, your spirit of wisdom, hallelujah, and revelation, I want to know you, glory. So the first point was, I got you on my mind. This second point, listen to it. Ah, girl, I want to change your life. <laughs> well, well, when Jesus was on the cross, the songwriter said he had you on his mind. Hallelujah. It's not that uh, I, I, I have you on my mind. The reason I have you on my mind, I want to change your life. You imagine dating this guy. Who has everything? The cattle on a thousand hills are his. The world was made by him, for him. And he wants to, he says to you, or he tells your friend, I got her on my mind. And I, I want to give her a kind of life that she her whole life will be changed. Everything, financial, everything changed. That's, that's, that, that's, that's what he is saying here. Hallelujah. I got you on my mind, and I want to change your life. Hallelujah. The life I have for you is an awesome life. Now that you are born again, this prayer is yours. God will give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Why do you need the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Ask somebody, ask somebody, why do you need? All right, so let's go. I will take my time. John 16, verse 12. Right after John 16, verse 12, you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14, but John 16, verse 12. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus is speaking. He says there, I still have yet many things to say unto you, but your composition, the way you are now, you cannot receive what I have for you. Okay? The, the verse I'm about to go to in Corinthians, he said, flesh the, the man who's just flesh and blood cannot receive things from the spirit. The scripture says, what is spirit is spirit. What is flesh is flesh. Okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, but the natural man 
receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So Jesus wanted to tell his disciples certain spiritual things that he was going to die and what was going to happen to him. But because they were only just, they were not born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. He could not impart. That thing was going to be sinless unto them. They could not comprehend it. So for you, I... I heard a man of God say, we have two channels as believers. Which channel are you on? You. And a lot of believers, they live in the natural, the natural channel. They try to see God. They try to comprehend God by what they see, by what they hear, and by what comes into their mind from all of the things that have been taught unto them. But the scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Going further, he said he has revealed it unto you by his spirit. He says in Corinthians, which I know is so much for us to read, he says there, uh, hallelujah, that God has given you his spirit that you may freely know the things that he has given unto you. You know? So, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, <laughs> some people look at it as being foolish. That is how, by the Spirit of God, God builds you up. And you get to know things that normally you should not know. That's what we call revelation knowledge. You sit it down and boom, all of a sudden an idea just pop up. Oh, you see it on the computer. So why can it happen in your spirit? There are pop-ups, hallelujah. Some knowledge, some secret things just Pop up in your spirit. There are thoughts about God. There are thoughts about the word of God. Sometimes a scripture out of nowhere just pops up into your spirit, into your mind. And he said, where, where? That's what, that's what happened to Peter. When Peter looked at Jesus and Peter said to Jesus, you know, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus, that was a pop up. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. That was from my father. That's why he gave you Tongues. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? I'm excited. Sorry, I'm excited. Hallelujah. That is the reason why the Apostle Paul says, I want to know you. I'm not satisfied with the knowledge I have of you when I first encountered you. I want to know you more. I, I want to know the power of your resurrection. It's just like degrees. You know, for I've heard that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit you have made available to me. That same spirit lives inside of me. I want to know you and I want to know you more. I want to fellowship with your sufferings. I want to be, you know, come to the place I become like you in my flesh. I become dead, but then that's the time I will attain to the resurrection life. 
Are you here with me? God wants to change your life. He wants to give you his life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, a fresh and a new kind of life comes living inside of you. I have come to discover this life, you know, when I pray in tongues and when I just fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he strengthens my outside. Okay? Um, for those who know me from the time I was a little boy, my, one of my brothers, he's not that safe. And my elder brother, he... he the other day, he sent me a text. All of them know me as being sickly. I was always sick. Even my aunt, my aunt who reared me, she would always say, I brought all of the diseases the house ever had, chicken pox, uh, measles, everything. I brought it home, you know. I was like, <laughs> if you have some puppy that always all in the street, Catching all of the fleas and coming and bringing the disease home. That's how I was. I, I love to walk about. I love to go and visit my friends. And once my friends have certain diseases, I will catch it and I will bring it home. That's how I was. I, I used to suffer from asthma. Always had malaria. Always had some kind of sickness and some kind of disease. When I got born again, that finished from my life. No, no, I can't remember going to the hospital for a disease or sickness in this country. All right? God has just, I mean, removed. Even asthma today, my, my little brother and my mother, we were three who suffered from asthma in my family. My mother and the long, my, my, my younger brother, the one after me, and myself, our three, asthma. Today, my mother still suffers from it. Today, my little brother still suffers from it. Somehow, God has just delivered me from it. And it's, it, it's, I attribute it to the development of your spirit man. Okay? So God wants to give you, especially you guys, young people who you guys watch all these movies about superheroes. Oh, we got more than Superman. We got, we are better. Look, the power that God has released towards you if you will spend time in this word. Hallelujah. It will change your life. You know, I, I, I spoke one time, Pastor Varney and myself were at the back and Bishop was preaching. It was almost at the end of his message. And this was the first time Something like that had ever happened to me. All of a sudden, it just like it just came and passed. As Pastor Varney, I shouted and said, "Oh, Pastor Varney, I just saw a kidney." We laughed about it. I forgot about it, and I went on. That was Sunday. Thursday, we were in pastoral meeting. Bishop gave a testimony of somebody. He said, "I was on stage." when one of the members of the church texted him and said, I just got a kidney. I was just, uh, how you call it, uh, 
said I could receive a kidney transplant. All right? A baby. He, he got a match. It was like a miracle. And today he has a second chance in life. You know, whilst we were in the pastoral meeting, Bishop was talking to him, Pastor Varney was knocking on me, hitting me. I said, Pastor P, can you remember? I was like, you know, out of it. And then after it came to me like, yes! In pastoral meeting, I was all going crazy. Oh, Bishop, that's true, that's true. And after I told Bishop what happened, Bishop said, look at you. You don't even believe the, you don't even believe the gift that God has given unto you. You know, I looked at when God gave you his spirit, there are things that you will see normal people cannot see. There are things that you will hear normal people cannot hear. Hallelujah. That's what Paul was praying. He says there, all right. He says in his prayer in verse 18 that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will know. What is the hope of his calling? And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance that you can find in the saints? The first point I gave you, I got you on my mind. The second point was, I want to change your life, girl. The third point, your eyes. There's something about your eyes. Hallelujah. They got to know how to rap. There's just something. There is power in your name. No, I'm telling you, there's something in your eyes. When you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, hallelujah, God does something to your eyes. Oh, he says that your eyes will sparkle with understanding. Your eyes will light up with understanding. You don't see things like ordinary people will see things. You now see things through the lenses of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. This Christian walk or our spirit walk is not dependent on our natural sight. Glory. You have to learn to walk, hallelujah, by faith and not by sight. You have to be instrument-rated pilots. You are not depending on what you see. You are being led by the instrument, the Word of God. What the Word of God says is more true than what you say and what you see. When this happens to your eyes, he says you will know. That just certain things you will know when your eyes sparkle. Hallelujah. Oh, firsthand you will know. He says that you will know the hope, the wish he has called you. Can we say that together? You will know what? Oh God, hallelujah. You will just know in your knower. He says there, number two, this is just the beginning of my message. When the Spirit of God rests upon you, there are just things you will know. Hallelujah. You will know the hope to which he has called you. He says you will know the riches of the glory of his inheritance that God has placed in the saints for you. He says you will know the greatness of his power that God has towards you. Pastor V, you have to give me time to come back and preach this other one. All right? He says there, you will know the greatness of his power. That he has released towards you. 
when he raised Christ from the dead. Glory. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes. That same power that raised Christ up from the dead. That power is towards you. Glory. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Now, the same life, oh glory, when God raised Jesus up, that same life that God placed in Jesus Christ, it is the same life that God has placed inside of you. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's sin in eradicating life. Hallelujah. Oh, that powerful life, that miraculous life he has placed inside of you. It is not that, it's not just that Jesus raised, was raised from the dead. The same, the same grace, the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead lives inside of you. Are you here with me? Oh, glory. Or oh, go, go with me. Ephesians 2, 4. Let me read this one for you. Ephesians 2, verse 4. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Girl, get your Bible. Ephesians 2, 4. You are with me? Ephesians 2, 4. Put it up there. Yes, but God, hallelujah, who's rich in mercy. Somebody say he's rich in Mercedes. <laughs> because of his great love with, with which he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we were dead, when we were dead in trespasses and sins, he made us alive. Circle that word together. Hallelujah. Ah, he made us the same life, hallelujah, that raised Christ from the dead. That same life, he raised us up when Jesus got up. That same life, that, hallelujah. That's the prayer you need to pray. You need to tell anything that's dead in your life. Don't you know the same, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You need to tell it. It like peels and peels, appeals of deadness. You are so, you have been so dead. From Adam's death, it has just, it has just in, in overpowered you. So you need to be able to speak to yourself over and over until you get it. He raised us up together. He made us alive together with Christ Jesus. By grace you are saved. Verse 6. Hallelujah. He raised us up. Can we say that word? Hallelujah. He raised us up how? Together. Hallelujah. You are. Another place says he has, he has installed his king who is Jesus, on his holy mountain, in Mount Zion. He has installed him king forever. That's where you are. You have to believe in eternal life, that you can, this body can be done away with. You will never die. <laughs> Hallelujah. He has raised us up. Heaven, I am a citizen of heaven. Even though I'm here on earth, 
but my life is hidden in Christ who is in God. Hallelujah. Together, I'm raised. That same power that raised Christ from the dead, that same power that raised him up and placed him in heaven, that same power is towards you. Oh, you know, you're, you're not listening to me. I was telling somebody recently about the explosion that took place in Lebanon. Anybody can remember, I think it was August 4th. They left some fertilizer in a warehouse. I, I, I believe it was at the coast. Okay? I do not know how fire got to this highly combustible element and that thing exploded. It is said three miles away. Houses were level. Things that were just, there, there was a crater left at the port. The port, no, no one could see the port anymore. It was deep and it was wide. It removed things from there. The power of God that comes towards you is able to remove things. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the, you, think, you think tsunami is strong when the power of God is operating. It removes, you look at it that happened in Japan. It removed, it removed cars. Houses floated like little sponges. Hallelujah. When the power of God... I don't care what you say of this particular sin. You need to just learn what you have in Christ Jesus. Can remove mountains, Jesus. He just say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Hallelujah. I'm speaking about that and there are things that are happening even right now. Hallelujah. There are things that are being removed by the very power of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Stronghold removed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Strong habits removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. And that's the power we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. He says he wants to change your life. Say, change my life, Lord. Hallelujah. Change my life, Lord. Glory, glory. Let me just close with this. I, I jumped straight to the greatness of his power toward us who believe. But if that first part, the hope of his calling, I want to show you some of the things that God has called you to as a born-again believer. Okay? Again, can I get you half five minutes? All right, Romans 8, 24 says, Romans 8, I believe it's 24. Yes, we are safe in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Okay? For why does one still hope for something that he sees? Okay? Just hold on to that rule as I, as I show you this. All right, in Hebrews 12, 22 to 24, the things, yeah, Paul or the writer of Hebrews is, is comparing the old covenant 
to the new covenant. Okay? I, I don't want to talk about the old covenant. He's talking about how the children of Israel had come to the, mount, to, 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 to the mountain. And on top of the mountain, God had called Moses there. And there were certain things that took place on the mountain. And when the people heard it, they were so afraid. That's the Old Testament. But in the, when he come about concerning the new covenant, he says, But you, now that you have been born again, you have come. He said, you have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God. You have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living. Well, we gather like this. You can call this Mount Zion. We have come to a high experience. Hallelujah. According to Isaiah 8 verse 18, this is a place where the Lord dwells. He dwells in a high and lifted up place. It is from this place that the Lord of hosts rules and he reigns. Hallelujah. Psalm 2.6 says, I have anointed, I have installed, I have placed my king firmly on my holy hill of Zion. Hallelujah. Therefore, Mount Zion is a place in a spirit where God is present. Hallelujah. He dwells there with those who are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Hallelujah. Those people who are tender towards God and can believe God. When God says it, you believe it. When God says, I'm here, even though you do not see it, you don't have to, you don't have to put it aside. If God says you are healed, you don't have to say, because I, I, I still feel it. No, you trust God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has called you and me to a high kind of life. In this place, you can expect God to speak to you. You can expect God to reveal himself to you. Mount Zion. It's a high place. Glory. He said you have come, you have come to the city of the living God. Hallelujah. When we gather like this, we have come to the city of the living God. There are those who cannot wait you know, to visit New York or Los Angeles. You know, when you go to New York, you can go to the shop. Oh, they got all kinds of commerce taking place. You can shop till you drop. You go, you go to Los Angeles, you see all the lights and everything. Yeah, you know, that's there. We are talking about when we come, there are lights all here. And there's commerce taking place. Angels are ascending on your behalf. Angels are descending on your behalf. There's commerce. You remember that song you sing? I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my shame. You, that's commerce. Hallelujah. You can come to church and you are down and out. But you can leave from church with the joy of the Lord. There's commerce that's taking place. So that's what the man says. I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. The same way women can be happy when you're taking them to a great city. You're taking them in town. Even so, when we come to church, you need to come to church to see uh, your friend. We talk about high experience. And you talk about Sue. Oh, I'm so happy I'll go and see Sue. Who wants to see Sue? You know? 
Open your eyes. Be in high expectation. Hallelujah. Say the city of the living God. Hallelujah. Ah. That's why we come. That's a hope. There are places he say, another place he talks about. The heavenly Jerusalem. Innumerable company of angels. You've come to the general assembly. You've come to the church of the firstborn. You've come to the God of the judge of all. Hallelujah. You've come to the spirits of just, just righteous men made perfect. You've come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And you have come to the blood of sprinkling. That is the hope that he has called us to. When you get born again, these are things that God has called you to. But your natural self cannot receive it. The things that have, you've learned in school, they teach you just the opposite. So it's so difficult for you to just, just believe it. But God is calling you to trust him. May God open your eyes. Just as he opened Elijah's servant's eyes. And he saw they that be for us are more than they that are against us. In the name of Jesus, the bow our heads. Glory. Hallelujah. We are in this thing here together. Tell somebody we are in it together.